All righty. Niggas and niggerettes, ghouls and goblins. Um, and all that good shit. My name is Ty St. Louis. I'm a I'm a journalist, I'm an author, uh, I'm a Haitian, I'm an Aquarius. I like to talk about music, I like to listen to music. I'm a journalist, I feel like I need to say that again. I'm a journalist based in Atlanta, Georgia, about 16 years. And ladies and gentlemen, I would like to welcome you to a Birkin Free Space. You know, a lot of times uh, my co-host and I like to take the popular topics of the day and bring them here and give you our perception on them. But what I'm not going to do is discuss what people with more money than me are doing because I would likely do some shit that they're doing with that kind of money too. Maybe not a $10,000 purse or however much a Birkin is. Regardless, we're not doing that today. My name is Ty St. Louis. I'm, I'm, I'm a journalist based in Atlanta. And uh, again, welcome to a Birkin free space. This is indeed a Birkin free space. Um, my name is uh, Courtney Carroll and I'm a rapper. Um, I am from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. You know, you see bad things happen in Philadelphia. Uh, shout out to the Orange Cheeto for uh, giving us that cool phrase. Um, also, you know, I am an entrepreneur and I work in the music space. And um, I am not a journalist, but I do uh, consider myself uh, to align with journalists. And, you know, I believe in journalistic integrity. And um, I also believe in not buying uh, anybody, uh, whether it be my daughter or uh, my significant other, uh, a $10,000 bag. Um, because there's better shit that we can do. I'd like to clarify. $10,000. I'd like to clarify. If I had an extra $10,000 around, like if you are a person who has an extra $10,000, like it's 10,000 that's unaccounted for, that's not pre-assigned to a bill or a car or any kind of significant purchase or responsibility. It's just an, like how we regular people will fuck around and have an extra hundred, an extra 20, whatever that's just there. Mm -hmm. Have an extra ten thousand dollars, like send that shit on whatever you're on. I'm not me personally. I'm not a purse person. I've thought for many, many years of all the things like women spend money on, like what I would spend money on, and it's not clothes and it's not shoes and it's not bags. For me, it would actually be accessories. So that ten thousand dollars would be, you know, and not even like no expensive shit. Like it'd be like five really cool brass bangles that are like you know one of ones or some shit like that. Um. But, you know, really what's at stake here is that I don't want to really discuss niggas that have the money to fly 20 of their closest friends to an island to celebrate their birthday. Because, bitch, if I had it, <laughs> we'd all be on uh, Tortuga right now. I'm letting I'm you just, know. I'm, I'm just going to say that I've had $10,000 to throw away. I might have it right now, but I'm still not buying a fucking Birkin bag. Right, because that's just um, not your thing. So, you know, I, and, I don't think um, that I don't think that's no, right no, but I, I, I completely, I completely, I understand folks who would. But the problem with the analysis, the reason why we're talking about this and the problem with it is we're not talking that about it. Oh, we're not. But, but you know, we're not talking about, we're not talking about people because there's a difference between rich and wealthy, right? Money flows through our hands. And like I said, it could be a lot of money flowing through your hands right now. 
and it could be a little bit of money. It could be tens, it could be hundreds, it could be thousands, it could be millions. Um, what do you actually own that has value? Um, and is the thing that you're doing, like, let's say, let, let's just talk about how during the pandemic, all those rappers who made all that nice show money um, don't have that money anymore. You know, so, because um, the streaming money is definitely not, you're not getting, uh, you're not getting 20 bands in a, in a bag uh after a virtual showcase you know what i'm saying so right. um you know it, it, i guess it's more about the culture than it is because there are folks who can afford those bags right and it mean nothing you know right. but it's it's like the culture of people who barely have it and then the scams and the schemes involved to get it so, so. here's the gag the reason why it's a, it's a broken free zone is because I saw the word Birkin keep popping up on my timeline and I made it a point to not go find out what started it. So I can't even, I'm not even equipped to have the conversation. That's why it's a Birkin free zone. Like, I don't know what the conversation was. I don't want to know I don't want to talk about was. it. Huh? Yeah, I don't, I don't. It's a lot of things that happened this week that uh, I don't want to talk about. Yeah, so, you know, it's a Birkin free zone. Welcome. Did you know, did you know there's a petition uh, for Sean Garrett to put his shirt back on? That's hilarious. Avatar. I would sign that in a heartbeat. Um, I also don't want to spend a whole, 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 whole lot of time just because like this kind of happened yesterday and I don't have a lot of details, um, but also because the details don't fucking matter because police officers are not supposed to kill civilians. I don't give a fuck what they did. That's why this country has a penal system that seems to work a lot better than a lot of other places. You do some shit. They put you in jail. They hold you there unless you can pay and prove that you will be back. You go to court. They look at the, the facts and then they say, oh, my God, this motherfucker sold meth. This motherfucker shot somebody. This motherfucker robbed a bank. Let's put him in jail for X amount of time. Police are not supposed to kill civilians. Um, police are not supposed to kill people with mental illnesses while they're having a psychotic break. So I really don't care what the details were. But I just, you know, another police, another another Black man lost his life at the hand of the police in Philadelphia this week. Um, yeah, my city's going have been arrested in Philadelphia. Yeah, my, city's, my, my, my city's going through some shit right now. Um, it's been a lot of conversations. Um, I've, I've had a lot of conversations in the last two days with family members, with other uh, people from the community. Um, just, you know, a lot of it is just us being there for each other and sharing like collective spaces to be outraged but also to try to be productive um because there's no wrapping your head around it um we're not surprised by it anymore we're just tired and right. at you know it's literally like how how far are we going to go to show these people that we're tired let me tell you something in philadelphia they're going to go real far bro they're gonna go really far. People in Philly aren't scared of the cops. And also, what you have to remember is Philadelphia is the blackest city in the country. Philadelphia is half black. It is the fifth most populous city in the United States, maybe six, five, five to six. I know they keep flip-flopping with Houston and Phoenix, but it is half black. It is black people everywhere. A lot of folks who live in these other places, like for example, LA is 10% black. Philly is 50% black. There What's are black folks everywhere. 
Um, I want to say it depends on if you're talking about the city or, or the area. No, I'm, I actually mean, did. Let me look. I'll yeah, look, I, I'll look. I actually did. I actually did look that up at one point, but I don't recall. But it wasn't what I thought it was. And um, and also in D.C., D.C. used to be a very black city until the gentrification station pulled up and uh, kicked everybody out to, to the, uh, the suburbs or what used to be the suburbs, Maryland and Virginia. But we're not playing that, bro. Like, it's, it's just not going down. So, um, you know, it's, it's another tragedy, another hashtag, but... <sighs> in 1990, Atlanta was 67% Black. In 2010, mm-hmm. Atlanta was 54% Black. There you go. <laughs> yeah, and that's a lot of Black folks, but, you know, at the same time, Atlanta is not... Like it's this is a black ass place, but you know yeah. it's not a very it's not a super populated place. Yeah, and that's why I like it. But that's what that, that's but see that's the reason why I live here. You know what I'm saying? Because I, I I like being in places where there are a good amount of black folks. I don't want to be around all black folks, but I like being in a place where I'm not some you know what are you doing around here? <laughs> you know um, I feel very very comfortable. So. The crazy thing is, it'd be a lot of Atlanta shade that y'all be throwing because y'all hate yourselves. And y'all come here and y'all party and then y'all talk shit about it. I heard somebody, yeah, you know, Atlanta, y'all wide open. Y'all just, I heard somebody say that Atlanta was the leader in STDs. That is so far from the truth. Trust me, I come from Philly. We're number five in STDs, hmm. right? Atlanta's, Atlanta's not even in the top 30, right? It, they're not even in the top three in the state of Georgia. So, but but there's that stigma, that stigma that comes with a black city. You know what I'm saying? Now people make fun of it. Oh yeah, it's Wakanda, it's this, that, and third. It's black Hollywood, blah, blah, blah. That's why on that place that we're not gonna talk about, Atlanta is running that place right now, culturally. You know why? Because Atlanta runs the culture in real life. So y'all can hate on us all y'all want, but run to LA and get patted on the head. See, LA is the white woman. That's what LA is, it's a white woman. And when people, you know, how NBA players and shit, they get they, that check and then they go marry a white girl and we be talking shit about them. That's okay. all y'all niggas who love LA and hate Atlanta. You can, you don't have to live here, but the disdain that y'all have is truly the disdain that you have for yourself. Okay, there's that. Um, I just, you know, there's also the fact that like, you know, people just be having disdain for other cities for no fucking reason. Yeah, but they, they especially hate. You know why? Because the, New York, the, it, and but it's the things that you it's the things that you equate to Atlanta, like and, and us making fun of ourselves about stereotypical things like strip clubs and chicken wings and gay people and this that. And, and here's the thing: none of those things that they say are actually factually true, right? I love the diversity of Atlanta. I love the fact that you can love who you love. You know, we have a prominent like you know community here. Um, for the LGBTQ community, but this ain't the this ain't the poster child for being gay in America. That's San Francisco, and to keep it a bean, Washington is a much more gay place than Atlanta is. And no, New but York you know, City. Atlanta was Atlanta used to be the black San Francisco. I mean, I get I get what you're saying though. I get what but, you're saying, but but it's just it. But it's the stigma. Like I said, these people don't they don't talk that shit about those cities in that way. You know, they 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 contribute they attribute those things to Atlanta because it's a black city. It's mostly, I don't hear white people hating on Atlanta. 
I don't hear all the little sly jokes and all that like that. It's it's ninety percent niggas, and it's ninety percent niggas who be here. All right. Um, I want to shout out the state of Georgia, which you know I saw a a poster. I mean a um billboard. Uh, encouraging people to vote blue in Forsyth County, and that that just warmed my heart. Wow! Um, yeah, if you, you guys don't know, when you know back, I think I mentioned this before, but back when um, Oprah had this infamous episode where like people were complaining about black people moving to their city in Georgia, that was Forsyth County, um, and I said mm. Oprah, so that means that was the '90s, not the '60s, but. I want to shout out those people. I also want to They're shout like, out the state like, of Texas, which the early voter count is already surpassed the full voter count for the last election. And for the first time in like since a very long time, I want to say since the 60s, Texas looked like it might be blue also. So, you know, um, they say hope for the wor- hope for the best, pray for or prepare for the worst. Is that what they say? Mm-hmm. So you know, y'all know. Did we? Did we? Oh, I think last week we talked about that. How they set the mailbox on fire. Yeah. Mm. Um. A yeah. King, what up? Hi, A King. So we mentioned this last week that uh, it really looked like a versus between Ti and Jeezy was going to happen. And here we are. And here we are. Well, it's confusing to me is that so after, you know, all the chat last week, I saw a video of Busta Rhymes of T.I. agreeing to doing a versus with Busta Rhymes and laying out certain stipulations like Busta couldn't release any music that came out before I'm Serious, which was T.I.'s first album, right? (laughs) Saw that video and I think within 24 hours, I saw that... Uh, it was confirmed T.I. and Jeezy. Some have called it the battle for Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's really interesting because T.I.'s new album, The Libra, stands for the, I don't know, leader is back running Atlanta, something like that, I think. Yeah, the leader is back running Atlanta. There you go. Look at me, knowing shit. Um, <laughs> so, you know, and Jeezy is Jeezy. Um, It's funny because after I saw that, like, I promise you the next day, every ridiculous headline I saw, my brain immediately followed up with a Jeezy ad lib. Like it was Mm. like uh, Vice President Pence after confirmed with COVID and my brain went, talk to him. Then I read something else and my brain was just like, aha, like it was just Jeezy ad lib. (laughs) I haven't bothered to look at their discography to see um, who I think would win this. I think Atlanta wins this, honestly and truthfully. I don't even care. This is a great one because they both have so many records. Oh my God. Uh, TM101, two, three in the recession. Oh my God. Uh, Paper Trail, I'm Serious, uh, King. Like, oh my God, this is gonna be nuts. All four of them in your brain? All four of those Jeezy albums? All four of the ones I named. He's got more than that. Like, I, I'll be honest. I, first four, right? Yeah. I, I really liked the one where he had uh, seen it all. I can't remember the name of it, but, you know, he has he has some good stuff. 
And I mean, even 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 if you just took like a, a track here, you know, a, a track off of even their like Jeezy's like later work. We're gonna talk about the new Jeezy track too, which I really fuck with. And it's been a while. Um I don't, yeah, I don't, I mean, we can talk about it now. You wanna talk about it now, real quick, since we're on the topic anyway? Oh yeah, yeah. So uh it's called um Back or I'm Back. Uh it's called Yo Gotti. Yeah, back featuring Yo Gotti. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, trap music for sure. Uh, yeah, but back featuring Yo Gotti. Um, so for me, it wasn't that Jeezy ever like lost it or whatever, like with the music he was coming out with, mm-hmm. but it just wasn't sonically there. Like Jeezy's always yes. had like really dope production. And for a while, like all the things that he was trying to put out, just did, they weren't hitting like in a modern way. Mm-hmm. And I think this right. track is one of the first that lets Jeezy be the Jeezy we like, mm-hmm. but it also hits in a way that works right now. That's funny because um, when I heard it, I thought that. Um, and then I immediately thought like, uh, Don Cannon and Jeezy have yet to let us down together. So go crazy. Um, what did I just lose the other one? Circulate. Um, Canon on the 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 DJ Jam album, like all of those are amazing. I want a Canon Jeezy EP at least. Mm. I feel like I need that. I feel like that should happen. The streets definitely need that. I feel like that should happen. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, Philadelphia and Atlanta do well together. So that that they do. Uh, So yeah, that's going down on uh, Thursday, November 19th. You cool cats and kittens. 5 p.m. is the Pacific time. 8 p.m. is the Eastern time. Don't be like your nigga here. Are we we playing a drinking game with... Are we playing a drinking game with T.I. and words over three syllables? Oh, yes, let's. Oh, my God. You guys, we're going to make a fire and everything. Oh, my God. That just got me all the way the fucking excited. Let me set a reminder in my phone. Um, yes. Can we do that? Yeah. Y'all, would, yeah, would y'all like join us if we did that? So every time T.I. says an SAT word or at least a 11th grade AP English word. Yes, we are definitely. English word. Yeah. yeah. Y'all ready? All right. So y'all join us for that. Um, I want to shout out my, uh, our fellow podcasting uh, peeps that are doing this with us on IG live. I'm not really good in um, watching the live and having conversations. Yes, we are going to be drunk, but you know, shouts to A King. <laughs> I got yeah, I got my little my little pod. Yeah, I, I would be Ti using the Spanish dictionary. I mean, A King. Wow, King, you're going to physically beat him with the Spanish dictionary, or you going to rap in Spanish? Because if A King is threatening to rap in Espanol, I'm ready. Anatomy will make the beat. Let's do it. Yeah, you know I mean, I'll listen, I, I need a feature. Here for it. I'm here for it. I just want to like say some slick shit. At the beginning of the record in Espanol. Um, all right, so what's happening with Twitch? Because I thought that we were past this whole copyright. Clearly, we're not. Um, so 
Twitch tried to kind of make their own library, which YouTube has. YouTube has a library of music that you can use. I think Facebook has a library, you know, royalty-free stuff that they've gotten. Um, but yeah, so Twitch tried to make theirs and um, that's all good and well, but people are still not, people are still going to play what they want on their streams. You know, so, right. and even if, let's say I play my own song, my right. own song goes through my own distribution company, which, you know, my distro company is going to pick up on it and all the people who collect my money are going to pick up on it. So uh, Twitch and Amazon, which just really start going hard on Amazon Music, they need to get with the program. Mm-hmm. I get a license, fam. I get yeah, a license. Crazy. So let me ask you a question because I've never really delved too, too deep into it. Especially now, why is, why is it Mixcloud more popular? So, because Mixcloud literally was for DJs. Right. Right. Twitch is for gamers. So that's right, why Twitch like, are the people so getting popular. flagged like gamers or are they more DJs? Because it seems to me that it wasn't an issue until the DJs started getting on Twitch like that. Well, yeah. So okay. So but what I'm saying is the gamer world is so much bigger mm. that the music people we, we're also gamers. You know what I'm saying? And we right. saw like what was going on on Twitch. Like Twitch has just had a bigger infrastructure. So once COVID hit, everybody started running the Twitch. Mm-hmm. Now, there were some DJs and some music people that were already on it, right. but it's just a bigger ecosystem. Like, Mixcloud is like, it's cool, but it's like a small town. You know, Twitch right, is like a big city. But that's what I'm saying. Like, so Twitch, I just want to make sure that, like, Twitch didn't start having issues with licensing until so many music people kind of migrated. Yes, yeah, it's, it's when the music people start migrating. Okay. Got it. You know, Got the it. video game people just be playing video games. Got it. You know what I'm saying? So... The thing is, and then the video game people know, like they would get like a little royalty free, like, you know, a little intro beat or whatever. But now you got music. And what happens is, you know, um, most of Twitch is now like, a, they're like a streaming site. Mm-hmm. It makes you like a title or an Apple Music or whatever. And all of those people with Spotify, they, play, they pay a blanket license to the industry. Right. And that's what they want Amazon to do. Can Amazon do it? Hell yeah. Come on, Jeff Bezos. But Jeff Bezos' ass didn't even know he owned Twitch. That's funny. Um, so my question, my other question is, uh, the people, obviously being Amazon, the people behind Twitch, like, did we not see this coming? No. So, Twi- <laughs> and this is the disconnect in these major companies, right? Uh-huh. Amazon owns so much shit that they don't even know what they own. So they yeah, literally, but I mean, like, but somebody was working at Twitch and like designing and. Oh yeah, absolutely. They, so, that's but, what I mean when I say they didn't see this coming. Nah, because they were they were, I think they might have, but once you once it gets to a certain point, like, hey, we need to sign a blanket license for forty five million dollars a year or something, you know, then you got to kick it up, you know, the upper management. So Twitch was literally, you know, it was probably run by a, a group of people who are really into that culture. Okay. You know, the gamer folks, people that understand, like, the tech side. So when the music came, it's like it's like they had to try to convince the parents to, yo, can you buy me this, this, this uh, expensive thing for my birthday? You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, we really need this. And they're like, I don't know about that. Right. 
You know what I'm saying? So there's, there's a disconnect that was clear when Jeff Bezos went to Congress and they asked him and he was like, uh, what's that? <laughs> like Twitch. <laughs> Dude, that's that Birkin money. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, his wife got his wife took that. She took all the Birkin money. She got half. <laughs> so meanwhile, there is a new royalty administration agency that claims to be the first of its kind for copyright holders of spoken word works, including comedians, podcasters, speeches, lectures, and so on and so forth. We could get some money. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. I literally just found this article today. It was published today on variety.com. The company is called Spoken Giants, as I said. Um, it says they represent underlying composition copyrights and their revenue is based on a percentage of monies collected. Uh, so basically, um, like sound exchange. That's how yeah. it is. So it's almost like I think that some that this applies to people who were already signed up for Sound Exchange and were getting money off of those kinds of works. And as they just created this thing to the side. So we could get money for what we're doing right now. You do a TED talk, you could get money for that. You could, you know what I mean? Like that to me is amazing. I'm about to just go on go on on uh, YouTube and just start talking. I'ma just talk. Today, ladies and gentlemen, I will read one fish, two fish, red fish, blue fish. Absolutely. Um, and in that voice. So that's dope. Um, I think that what's happening with Twitch is likely niggas that already have the solution, but they're just really arguing over the money and they're just making oh absolutely at this well, point. Because the DJs are the ones suffering. Yeah, but Twitch is because Twitch is trying to hold out as long as they can. Mm-hmm. It's in their best interest. Right? Save some save some coins. Some All right, the BET Hip Hop Awards occurred last week and aired on BET on yesterday. Yep. Oh, I was gonna say I don't have BET, but that's clearly a choice because, like, I definitely have access to cable. <laughs> if I felt so inclined, I don't even know what was, what was I doing when BET Awards were on yesterday. I think I was at soccer practice. So, yeah. ah. um, of course, I know that the internet exists and that all the shit that happened on the BC Hip Hop Awards that needed to be seen are now available on the internet. And yet, and still, absolutely, go look. Um, let's see, Rhapsody became the first woman to win Lyricist of the Year. Well uh, huh? Said well deserved. Absolutely. Uh, maybe next year they'll give her some better competition in that category. Uh, again, very well deserved, but like some of the some of the her fellow nominees in that category were a little suspect. Um, other things that happened that were historic at the 2020 BT Awards. Megan Thee Stallion became she was the top winner of the awards. Uh, she's the second woman woman to do that in the past three years, following Cardi B. Nicki Minaj was the first woman to do that in 2011. Um, so she won Best Collaboration, and that was for the Savage Remix, and that was the first all-female collab to win in that category. Uh, Rhapsody, like I said, became the first woman to win uh, Lyricist of the Year. Tiana Taylor became the second woman in three years to win Best uh, Video Director. Um, Roddy Rich 
uh, became the first time that an artist's first studio album won Hip Hop Album of the Year. Pop Smoke became, unfortunately, the second artist in three years to win Best New Hip Hop Artist posthumously. Posthumously, that's crazy. That shit is 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 super sad. Twice. Um, the first, the first was Triple X Tentacion. Um, do you guys care about the rest of these superlatives? You want me to say it's only two more. I got, a, I got a, I got a really good question. Okay. What is best international flow? Some bullshit based on what I saw. So, because I was just like, what? Okay, so Stormzy I won. I think it's basically, you know, they take some categories from the regular BT Awards and then they just give them a rappy ass name. And I think that's just a rap name. I, I'm, but I'm just wondering, like, where, like, why wasn't Burner Boy uh, nominated for that? Because I don't know what it actually means. They don't means. consider Burner a rapper, maybe. That's why. It's, okay, so is that what that is? Okay. I think cool. so. Yeah, I think it's all rappers. But I'm just like, who picked these people? Like, and you know, shout to Miss Banks from the UK. But I mean, in the UK, really? I mean, do y'all really like? Do y'all really grind? Like seriously? No, but listen, I we said this when I read the nominations. Remember? What is this shit? We said this when I read the nomination. It almost sounded like somebody who you, didn't know. You can tell these niggas don't know anything about music off the. On the continent or in Europe. The fact that the BC Hip Hop Awards, you know, which already shares so many nominations with the regular BC Awards, could not be bothered to even separate out the international category into continents, much less countries. But let's just say continents. Let's just say Europe, Africa, South America, right? I was there nobody from Nigeria. There's no, I mean, and I'm just talking about as far as there's nobody from Ghana. Yeah. I mean, it's ridiculous. They they made one category for the whole entire world outside of the United States and maybe Canada. Best international flow. These yeah. nuts. So, um, Future got his first best hip-hop video. Drake got his fifth for uh, Life is Good. Mm-hmm. And that was Drake's 20th BC Hip-Hop Award. Little Babies, uh, The Bigger Picture, One Impact Track. Um, oh, oh! Shout, shout to my uh, my old intern. See, they don't, they don't put his name on the credits. Who's that? But uh, he he also produced the uh, the box from Roddy Rich. What's his yeah, name? So we just call him Z. Okay, that's his name. Um. All right. Let's see other winners. Did you watch? I have questions about the cipher. Which one? All of them. But namely the ladies' first one. Was there more than one? Tell me there was more than one women's cipher. Was there more than one women's cipher? I watched them earlier. No. Um, so no. The they they, they had Lord, one all women's cipher. In the year of our Lord in Jumanji 2020, the year following the year of our Lord in Wakanda 2019, when we arguably have the largest amount of successful female rappers who actually rap in the rap game. They did an all women cypher at the BT Hip Hop Awards and it was all singers rapping? Yep. Okay, cool. That was my only question. Cause that, that to me, officially tells me everything I need to know about the awards. 
Well, okay. What I would say is you, so that was probably one of the best ciphers actually, and you should watch it. That's fine. I don't discount and that, and that, or discredit any rapping. of the ciphers. My thing is like, why continue to have the opportunity to push the culture forward and not do it? So you know I don't, like, I, this is the same I, thing I think, that we said I, about the nominations, right? We looked at the nominations. And we were like, okay, all these so, people so, already got regular BT awards. Right. But, but what, I'm, what I'm saying is I, I think you need to watch all the ciphers because there were women in the other ciphers who were dope and rapping like Chica and Rhapsody and such. But this particular cipher was a themed cipher. It just happened to be the one that was all women. And yes, it was uh, Erica Badu, it was her, it was Brandy and it was Tiana Taylor rapping over Brandy's beat. So it, they pretty much redid the remix. Hey, So far, going so far as to rap like each rapper. That like, is amazing. It sounds like some shit I will thoroughly enjoy. House of fucking ever. Yeah, I, I you know can't. What I mean? Like that was an opportunity to put a light on. They could have still did that and just like remember how they did the um the real house real husbands of Hollywood or whatever that show used to be called. Remember that yeah. how they did a cipher mm-hmm. with them that one year? Yeah. They could have still did this and still put the spotlight on. But you know. But what I'm, what, what, once again, what I'm saying is they did. They just didn't do it in all women's ciphers. There were women in every cipher. So okay. it wasn't like there was no underrepresentation of women. That was a theme and it was dope. And it came how many off. women, how many ciphers were there? I, I didn't watch all of them. But I watched uh, I watched like three of them. Okay. But there were women. There were women in each one. Yeah. Okay. How many people were in each cipher? Three, four. Okay, so there's four people per cipher. Mm-hmm. A quarter of those people are women. And the other 75% are men. But it's not an underrepresentation? Um, I, I don't know the exact numbers, but I think you're I think you're see, like I said, you know, I don't think it's a problem of the women thing. I just think you're taking the whole fact that they did that one thing and running with it in the wrong direction. You're, you're literally mansplaining. But it's fine. No, We're gonna leave it I'm there. Not, I'm There's not a man telling me why, no. as a woman, I'm upset about some shit about women. No, I'm, I'm not mansplaining. What I'm saying is that was dope, and you need to watch the show. And what I said is that so, was dope. How, how I am I mansplaining? Because I'm it. telling you that a cipher that was all women was a good cipher. And I said, if I'm I sorry. said that the if I said that the cipher that had men in it was better, or something like that, I'm, we're talking about the difference between rap and R and B. That has nothing to do with women. It's the difference between women who do R&B rapping, in your words, versus women rappers. Can, can, I, say something? can I say something real quick? Sure. As I said about six and a half minutes ago, I'm sure it was amazing. It sounds like some shit that I really will enjoy once I watch it. However, they could have did that and did a all-female rapper's cypher or added more women to the ciphers than one per cipher in a room full of men. So you so telling me but, but that you I'm know off one per base cipher. with that and they didn't no, no, what, what, that, what I'm saying is what I'm saying is you didn't watch it. I don't know. And we're going off the rails. We're not about, going off we're going off the rails about you telling me that my opinion is not valid is what we're no, going. No, what we're going off the rails because you 
Like, like if you tell me how many, like actually look it up and tell me what happened. And then we could be, then we could, then we could take that journey. Then I'll take the journey with you. So let's go. Let's rewind the tape real quick. I said, I have one question. I asked my question. Was that the only all-female cipher? You answered yes. I said, okay, yes. that tells me all I needed to know. That was my only question. Well, no, but you invalidated the rest of the this discussion has been you telling me why I can't feel the way that I feel. No, no, I'm, it, it's, it's the fact that you invalidated that cipher because they're not rapping. I didn't invalidate the cipher at all. That's not what I said. That's not what I said. I've said now three times. That sounds amazing. I even changed my intonation of voice. It sounds like some shit I would really enjoy. Let me add another layer to it. I love every single woman that was involved, except for her. I don't know her like that. I ain't gonna say I love her, but she cool. I'm sure I will enjoy this greatly upon tuning in to BT's YouTube channel or whatever and watching it. However, as someone who did the meticulous work of going and finding 60 songs by 60 different female rappers that came out just in the past 18 months, I feel as a broad with woman parts who feels that her woman body is the body that she was supposed to be born in, I feel like they could have had more women involved. And that's it. That's all I said. Hey, but, but that's not, point to it, make it, it an all-women cipher. But, but that's, not, that's, not, that's not something that I'm going to disagree with. I mean, at all. I'm just saying, well, for one, okay, I think that's all right. Then you don't disagree about no, it. We, we, but, we but that's fine. But, but, you, but literally, you can say what you can say, and I get to say what I get to say. Okay, go ahead. And, and that I get to go, right? So I, I think all women's ciphers are corny. I think trying to force down, because they've done it. It's not like they've never done it. The whole all women's cipher thing is overplayed. If women are on level playing field, which they are, they put Rapsy in a cipher, and she was the best rapper in that cipher. Of course. Put more women in regular in the regular ciphers. But the one that they did had nothing to do with all women. In my opinion, it was more it of was a tribute to Brandy. But what I'm saying, yeah, because I, 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 it felt like it was more of a, a Brandy vibe. It was more of that vibe. It just didn't come off as like, yo, this is a female first. rapper cipher. Yeah, but it, you know, it, 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 it was it was a theme situation. That's all I'm gonna say. Because people were tired the of the theme was ladies. The theme was Brandy and the remix. Like literally, they all rap. Brandy and the remix. They it all was rap. Called, I want to be down. It was called late. It was called late. They all rap. They all rapped over. I want to be down. Okay. And each person, like her, came on sounding like Buster Rhymes. Like each person took a part. Like Erica Badu came on sounding like I believe Queen Latifah. Like it was like an homage, in my opinion. I would love to see more women just like everybody else in regular ciphers. But that, that's not our point of contention. We're arguing two different things. My point of contention is, I didn't feel like you respected that cipher for what it was. Well says, I think that cipher sounds amazing. I can't wait to watch it because it's it. for artists who I really, really enjoy. And I'm sure it was phenomenal and I will enjoy it greatly for the fourth time. Um, the other ciphers were a reggae cipher. Uh, there was a hot new crew cipher and there was a political cipher from what I can surmise here. Is that the only three? Is that what it was? Watched, I only watched three, so. I'm only seeing three, so I'm, I'm trying to. 
Yeah, I, I remember the reggae stuff that had like Buju Bantan and all that stuff in it. Well, see, when you're when you're saying Buju Bantan and all that stuff, I feel like you're invalidating the cipher. You be killing fair. me because like we'll agree on shit when we're not recording, and then we get on and start recording, and then you always like have me out here sounding like I'm just being fucking ass. No, 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 it's not how it goes. Um, so the 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 American Music Awards nominations are out. For this year as well that's scheduled to happen on november 22nd this one looks like they are actually going to do it within a theater um allegedly but we'll see because europe just went down went back under lockdown and so lord willing lord willing they're in real lockdown man lockdown lockdown yeah like they're back in like how shit was in february as of friday um the weekend who has won two american music awards and roddy rich um each have eight nominations this year which is the most for any nominees and it just kind of clicked in my head that this is like a industry-wide award show like this ain't even a rap type or pop type situation um megan stallion who was nominated for the first time this year pulled in five nominations uh, Bad Bunny, Justin Bieber, Lady Gaga, Taylor Swift all have uh, four nominations, as do The Baby and Doja Cat, who are also first-time nominees. Um, and you can actually go to theamas.com slash vote and actually vote for this year's American Music Awards. I never knew that that was mm. a thing like, fans could vote for. No, I didn't know that either. That's very. Um, I really only, I really only knew the People's Choice. Right. Um, which I feel like they rebranded this year. Like it used to be, you know, like the, I don't know whose whose um, presentation it was, but now it's uh, E. E People's Choice Awards. Um. All right, Rolling Loud, which presented a, um, a virtual version this year, like everybody else did, has announced their plans to do their first European festival in 2021. Mm. We're such a hopeful people. I feel like I'd be way more hopeful about 2021 things happening if the last six months hadn't let me down so bad. Like, you remember in March, we were like, we're at least by October. We should be cool. Yeah, well, then uh, Trump and the Republicans fucked it all up. So. Uh, so the first Rolling Loud in Europe is going to happen in, I want you to guess the country. Oh, my. Because I would have never guessed this country. <laughs> Jeez, like that. Uh, and it's Austria? not like Montenegro or some like real obscure place. <laughs> uh, Austria? Portugal. Oh, okay, cool. Portugal's dope. It just seems like it just seems like the most random. And I guess the reason why it seems like the most random place to me is because in all of my perusing of international rap things, I'm literally now, like, I feel like I got to go seek out, like, Portuguese rap from Portugal, not Brazil. 
I need to figure out what mm. that sounds like. Probably sounds like <laughs> Spanish rap from Spain, which sounds nothing like, it's like a poor man's version of reggaeton. So I, I could guess this is probably like a poor man's version of what, you know, violin funk or something like that. You said it sounds like reggaeton in Portugal? No, I'm talking about in Spain. Like they have like a like the white version of like what goes on in Latin America. I, I would assume that Portugal has something that's similar. Like a sterile version. So little about Portugal. It's like my brain has made Brazil and Portugal the um the Highlander, and there can only be one. Mm. In my head. Like I don't think about Portugal at all. I don't think about going. I I know, what was it, Ronaldo used to play from there or is from there? Ronaldo's from there, yeah. Right, because it was a surprise to me because I just, just from being, clearly being racist and looking at his face, I just assumed he was Brazilian at first. I was like, huh? <laughs> oh, okay. You're like Portuguese, Portuguese. Got it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's not really a place that crosses my mind much. As much as like the idea of like living on the Mediterranean and vacationing in the Mediterranean is to me, or often I think about those things. A lot of people don't talk about going there. I mean, you know, at, compared to, I guess, Spain, people that go to Barcelona or Valencia or, you know, Sevilla or, you know, Madrid or those places. A lot of people don't talk about going to, you know, uh, I guess, um, like Lisbon. Um, isn't like one of those famous, like cloudy places, Marrakesh, isn't that on the okay. Iberian Strait or something? Which one? Mar Marrakesh. Marrakesh is in Morocco. It's, it's not in Portugal, but it's like right over the. Yeah, well, it's, I mean, it's it's in Morocco. It's a. Uh, um, are you thinking of uh, Ibiza? Yes, I am. I'm thinking of Ibiza. Okay. So Ibiza yeah. is closer to Portugal than Spain, but I think Ibiza, Ibiza, <laughs> Ibiza, actually be belongs to Spain. Okay. But yeah, I mean, I know, I, I literally know one person off the top of my head who went to Portugal like on vacation. And then, you know, I have rap friends that are the type of rap friends that like go to Europe and they get booked in one place and then they just bang out and do a whole bunch of, I lied, Ibiza's all the way the fuck on the other side of Spain. I'm a liar. Anyway, <laughs> I have friends who like, you know, would have done shows in Ibiza. Like I feel, I mean, in, in um, in Portugal, like I feel like you know, Torre, Mr. Lin, one of those guys, Skazu, has definitely been like has done a show in you know, Poison Pen, one of them guys. But no, it's not a place I really think like I heard people talk about, and I feel like I have to go. But so, so, but who, which, who owns Ibiza? Because I, okay, so Ibiza is Spanish, okay, it's which Spanish. is weird. Spanish island. Okay, got you. Yeah, because, um, okay, yeah, that's on the other side. No, I'm thinking, of, oh, you know what. Yeah, no, you're right. Okay. Were you thinking of that the Canary was... Islands? The Canary Islands are closer to... Well, yeah. Portugal's islands are like Madeira yeah. and stuff like that. They also own oh, the Faroe Islands, um, and they also own... Uh, well, they don't own, but Cape Verde. Yes, it was a former colony. Yep, yep, yep. Um... But Rolling Loud, 2021, they're looking at July 6th through the 8th. Um, it was originally supposed to happen this year in July, actually. Uh, and, 
Oh, that's what it was. So this was announced. This was announced a while back, but or maybe somebody has a typo in this article that I'm reading. In any case, it's going to be in Praia da Rocha Beach, Beach of the Rocks Beach, in Portimao, in Portugal. Uh, mm. It will be featuring ASAP Rocky, Future, and Wiz Khalifa. The headliners are Cardi B, Stormzy, and Travis Scott. A Boogie with the Hoodie, Chief Keef, The Baby, Loader. See, that's how you know niggas don't be doing no rap shows in Portugal like that. Chief Keef in 2021. They've been waiting. They've been waiting for somebody to bring them Chief Keef. Well, you got him now. Um, so there you go. So y'all can start, you know, planning that group trip. I would do that. Like, I would totally do Soul Plane to, <laughs> to Lisbon and mob out as just a bunch of rap adjacent people. Um... In the meantime, there is a former music executive at, at WME um, who is who has launched a $75 million partnership to bail out concert venues because clearly, especially the bigger arenas and stuff like that are definitely not going to be full anytime soon. So I went this weekend to, um, Big Boy had a festival called Big Night Out. Um, wasn't super well promoted, I don't think. I feel like it popped up out of nowhere. I also feel like I didn't catch that it was supposed to be a festival. I thought it was supposed to be like, meaning I knew it was a festival, but I didn't know that they were supposed to be like three nights that were kind of tied together. You know what I'm saying? Like I thought like each of the acts on the different nights were their own big name. I didn't really pay attention anyway. Um, so everything was split up into pods. The pods were accommodating up to five people, I believe. Um, and they were like, I don't know, like maybe like six by six feet. Um, you could bring your table, you could bring tables, you could bring chairs. Uh, you, or they had like little cards inside of the barricades with QR codes and you scan the QR codes, you order your drinks like that. They bring it to you. And pay for it. Drink was in my hands within less than five minutes. And I didn't have to move. They were doing the same thing for merch. And then there was one other QR code. I don't know what that one was for. Um, and it was really dope. But like, obviously, um, that's not going to allow the same amount of people to be in there, right? Because the pods have to be at a certain distance. And then the, sp the space inside the pod is a certain amount of space. But also, um, it costs a lot of money. Like my homegirl pointed out, it costs more money versus like to have people there to set up and take down those pod demarcations versus just having staff there to tell you not to go into VIP to show you where the bathroom is and to make sure that y'all leave at the end of the night. So even those venues that are now going back to doing shows, they're not going to be able to do it at the capacity at which they did uh, for the longest. So um, they are doing a, a push to support the $10 billion Save Our Stages Act, which is still sitting in Congress, has not been passed. They're still waiting on it. So y'all look into that. If you know a venue, if, you, if there's a venue in your city that you love, that you've been to shows at, I'm certain that they have some kind of fundraising, fundraising initiative that you can um, do. And, you know, I, I suggest that, like, you 
reach out to whatever your favorite performance venue is and see how you can support those people currently. Because it's been seven months now. And uh, meanwhile- It's going to be about a year and a half or mm -hmm. more. And meanwhile, you know, I don't know how much this has to do with COVID or with just, you know, technology, but Guitar Center is in debt and is considering bankruptcy. Well, you know, there's a lot of folks that aren't happy about that. That are, you said? Yes. Why is that? Them sales, boy, them sales about to be lit. Oh, yeah. I look at me, I'm all nostalgic. I'm like, oh, it's the loss of an institution. And your ass is like, what? Discounted drum machines say less. <laughs> In that Man. You can get that keyboard you always wanted. In that thing. <laughs> In nah, that. I mean, it, it, it's sad to see um, that we've lost so many businesses, man. This is why this is why the Orange Cheeto about to get his ass kicked. Um, this, this didn't have to happen. But, you know, it, it's going to affect every industry. And a lot of music industry has been decimated. So it was only a matter of time before... Uh, um, Guitar Center or, you know, any other institution that depends on live musicians and, you know, musicians in general um, to go, you know, to get into some financial trouble. Yeah. <sighs> we're going to make it, though. Did you know they were making a Selena series? I heard about that. Yeah, I heard I about it. No. Um, I'm also, maybe I should go watch the movie. I don't know. Anyway, it's going to be um, Christian Serratos is going to play uh, Selena. Christian Serratos from uh, The Walking Dead. Who is that? Because his or her name, their name is Christian, and I'm a little confused. Oh, no, that is a woman. Yeah. And Madison Teller Baez is going to play a younger version. Yeah. I was just very confused, like I said, by Christian. Like the name Christian, yeah. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Yeah, she was, Um. yeah, she, she's a prominent character in The Walking Dead. So did we ever talk about the fact that, like, all it took for me was one episode each of The Walking Dead and Fear of the Walking Dead for me to just know that neither of those things were going to be my ministry? Oh, I can see that. See, when Haitian people talk about zombies, I feel like we've talked about this before that like they're they're referring to people who are under the influence of uh, tetrodotoxin, which basically slows down your brain function to the point that like your brain is no longer giving your body commands. You're not really dead, but somebody else has to kind of tell you what to do. Mm. Um, and, you know, people use those zombies in Haiti to exact revenge, use them as like basically a slave type of situation. It's not like this whole, like, I'm undead and I'm going to eat just the side of your face type situation. Y'all zombies scare the fuck out of me. I can't even do it. Mm. It's the first time something jumped up and I was like, nope, it's fine. Oh, so you ain't even get to the ones that can whisper. <laughs> the only zombie movie I've ever been able to do is the one called... Um, Warm Hearts, I think it's called. And it's like a teen romantic comedy about a zombie boy who falls in love with a human girl. 
and they figure out that love is the thing that can warm zombies back to humanness. What was it called? That's from the whole movie. Uh, I think it's called Warm Warm Bodies. That's what it's called. It sounds familiar. Cute, you know, in the thirteen-year-old sleepover kind of way. Like it's that mm. kind of that kind of vibe. Um, and lastly, uh, one Nasir Jones of uh, the Borough of Queens. Nasir Jones has partnered with. Um, Oh my God, Eric Parker. Eric Parker used to be the editor at Vibe and also the editor at XXL. Um, Eric Parker was also one of the people that was responsible for bringing together the documentary about, um, about Elmatic, the third, you know, the anniversary documentary that they did. Mm-hmm. So Nas has gotten back with them to create a new documentary for BET called Smoke, Marijuana in Black America. Executive produced and narrated by Nas, and it provides a close-up look at marijuana culture and its impact both on both American society and especially the Black community, and that's going to air on November 18th. Out of all the rap niggas to make a documentary about pot, Nas was the last person I was expecting. Hmm. I, I mean, I don't want to be cliche and say Snoop would obviously be the first person I was expecting, but okay, so let's not do Snoop. I would see like a be real. Um, I don't know, Nas. Like, I just really like I had to really sit there and be like, oh yeah, I guess Nas does smoke weed, huh? Yeah, I, I guess it's more about your entrepreneurial spirit, you know. It's a, I mean, it's about mass appeal, you know. Nas Nas is a partner in mass appeal. This is a mass appeal production. Oh yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of like one of those, let's keep all the in-house checks in-house that we can. Right. Which makes sense, right? Absolutely. Uh, so yeah, that's coming to BT in November. And if, uh, you know, you cool people were so inclined as to want to support our lovely venture while we await our, our voices are so dope ass royalties by, you know, purchasing some advertising, this would have been your space right here. Mm. With our golden voices selling your product. But instead, we're just going to get dedicate this episode to the city of Philadelphia and to the people of Nigeria. And SARS. Nigeria. Um, and we're going to give a shout out to the people of Chile who have voted to just rewrite their constitution because their shit was white. They're rewriting the constitution. No politicians can be involved with that process. Uh, they're going to vote on a group of citizens to draft this new constitution, and it's going to have to be approved by the people. A government mm-hmm. for the people, by the people. Who's ever heard of such a thing? That's a, some crazy stuff. Wow. Also, got a shout out. Got a shout out, Cameroon. There's some fuck shit going on there too right now. Yes, for a couple years. Shout out the world. The world is just, you know, getting tricked. It is. It is. Makes me a little sad. All right. I'm just waiting for our IG Live to come back in so we can talk about this music. Uh, Buster Ryan's dropping on Friday. He is. Very excited about it. It's a long album. It's taking <laughs> everything in me not to ask if I can hear it early. 
I hope that it has skits because that's a lot of damn tracks. It's like 24 tracks. Um, do you want to talk about albums first? Or you want to talk about singles first? We, we can talk about albums first. Um, it, it really wasn't that much. As far as last week, last week was last week was super like loaded as far as like potential stuff, but as far as stuff that I, I would actually listen to, <laughs> it was actually kind of like last week? Yeah. Yeah. So we talk about last week first. Let's do that. I enjoyed this Ty Dolla Sign album. My biggest gripe about this Ty Dolla Sign album was that the Burner Boy feature was just Burner Boy scatting. And I felt like I had been hoodwinked, bamboozled, and let the fuck astray. Because Burner Boy came in and started doing his thing, and I was settling in ready for his song, and then it was the next track. Yeah, I, I, um, I mean, I like it. It's a lot. It's long. Yeah, it's again. Long. It's another very long album. Um, I don't think we needed twenty whatever tracks. Um, a lot of it sounds like I don't know. It sounds like other people's songs. I mean, I guess that's what you get with Ty Dollar. Um, there was a couple tracks that you know really um, stood out. And then there were a couple that were just like, that's cool. It all, it, it's all good music. I mean, you know, at this point, I'm just, I want to be wild by somebody of his caliber. So I enjoyed, at least like on the first three or four songs, there were kind of like some, some transitions that I enjoyed where like the beat kind of shifted completely or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I enjoyed that. Um, there were definitely some songs. There's a couple, actually, almost all the singles that he had dropped, he could have kept off of this. Almost all of them. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it like feels that like... With Janaiko, I feel like he could have left that off. Um, yeah. It, it, I don't know. It, I, I, he could have left off the Kanye song, uh, Ego Death. Yes. I'm just, you know... I guess he was just throwing stuff on at the end. Like it's 25 tracks. I, I had fun up until like track 15 or so. <laughs> and then I start skipping. You know what I'm saying? And this is okay. just on the first listen. Because um, yeah, I, I was rolling with him. Um, but yeah, I mean the Burner Boy joint is literally an interlude. I, let me think. Which one? So here's a track I really like. And I didn't think I was going to like it. So I like two tracks that really stood out. I like the Kid Cudi joint a lot. Um, yeah. And I'm not, I'm not like huge Kid Cudi. And I also like the Post Malone track. Yes. The thing at I, first, well. at first I was hating on it because I'm tired of hearing that same beat. But Post Malone, his melodies and just the, like, I don't know what it is. The dude just don't know how to make bad music. And the two of them together, it just works. It just absolutely works. You know, um, the joint with with Kanye and Anderson Pog and all that Thundercat and that's cool. Um, you know, cool. I like the joint with Little Dirk. Um, expensive is whatever. You know, like you, there's a place for all of these tracks, but I don't know if Ty Dolla Sign was the star. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess. And that's that's fine. But that's that, that's fine. You know, I mean, but here's the thing, right? Um, we let DJ Khaled come out with an album. He don't do shit on it. 
And, uh, you know, Ty Dolla Sign came out with an album. He did a whole bunch of shit on it. So I would definitely salute him for that because, you know, once again, amazing songwriter, producer, artist. Um, so it's not a disappointment. It's just like, I, once again, I'm going to grab some joints from my playlist mm-hmm. and that's going to be that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So um, I really, I, I didn't get all the way through because I got to get to that Your Turn joint with Music Soul Child and, and all those guys. That one was good. Okay. So. But no, I, I, I pretty much enjoy um, most of what I heard. It's just, you know. But I do agree with you that, like, it definitely got to a point where I just wasn't really, like, I, I put it on while I was getting my nails done. You know, so it was just playing and my hands were busy so I couldn't skip shit. But it definitely got to a point where I stopped paying attention. I mean, even, um, like, it, it's a good album if you're just not paying attention at all. <laughs> it's, right. good, it's great background music. If that's, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Um, Major Laser, I just realized this Friday how long Major Laser sets up their projects, like before they drop it. Um, because Que Calor was actually a single from this latest project that they dropped called Music is a Weapon. Uh, that came out on Friday. Que Calor originally came out like, shit like january maybe last year i'm trying to find the release date september 2019 and i think that was the first the first single from the project uh did you get a chance to check it out i did not um i'm generally a major laser guy but uh, I did not tap into this. I'm pretty sure I heard some of the songs off of it, though. Yeah, you definitely have. Um, played a couple yeah. here. Yeah, I've definitely heard a couple. Yeah, I've heard a bunch of these joints. So I'm gonna check it out. But I'm, you know, the KLOK joint like is it, pretty dope. Um, yeah, I'm gonna definitely tap in with that one. So um, I'm all I'm all here for Diplo's cultural. Cultural appropriation because you I mean, was well, right in an African dude and a Jamaican dude. Yeah, I ain't never seen them dudes except I, the I have. I actually did a show with one of them here in Atlanta. Yeah, I've never seen them. I just saw them in the cartoon for "Hold the Line," which is one of my favorite songs of all time, by the way. But either way, trust me, I I love Diplo and I love Major Lazer. So they're cool. Uh, Busy Signal on here, French Montana, Chancia. Mr. Easy, Khalid, Skip Marley, Follow My Mommy, and of course, Jay Balvin. And, you know, Diplo is part of the production for like everything. Of course. Because Diplo. Um, Diplo's yeah. Diplo. I enjoyed. Um, I did not make it to that, uh, to that, uh, <laughs> to that Loaf album. Nah, listen, after I heard, after <laughs> after we heard this single, I was like, nah, I'm good. I'm cool on her. You got it, sis. I'm okay. So what was the other joint that you watched? I mean, that you listened to or that you were checking for? Um, is it man's from New Hampshire or wherever the fuck he's nah, from? I was, I, was about to ask if, I was about to ask if you listened to him. You know damn well. <laughs> Um, I listened today. Um, crispy Eminem. I listened. I listened to Ty Dolla. I listened today. Um, the I forgot about they. Yeah, it's, 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 it's album. 
it's fun. It's some good vibes. Um, it's definitely some good vibes. Did you see Jay yeah. Wale and Tinashe the only four, the only three features? Yep. Yeah. And um, I I did I didn't even know Alchemist came out with a joint because you know what's what was that a a Saturday? Which one? Because he came out Not with like a, a Sunday, just like a couple of beats and like one actual song. Yeah, and it's, I think it's, he just dropped something else. I think on Saturday or like Monday or something. It's called the Food Villain. Yeah, that's the new one. Okay, so I got to check that out. I didn't get a chance um, to check that out because he's got a. Yeah, it, it it looks okay. I'm just 16 tracks. It, it could be beats. It could be. I don't care. I'm listening. It's obvious. Right. I just didn't know it happened because it came it's out on a weird ass day. It came out on Sunday. Okay. That's, That's just the odd ass day. Huh? That's just the odd ass day. I mean, right. you know, maybe he's rapping. Again. I don't know. He's back to his hooligans day. I see Big Body Best is on here. Westside Gun is on here. No, that's the dip. That's the other one. No, actually, Bronson's on there. <laughs> um. All right. Well, this week, what do we have coming up? This is the last Friday of October. We got uh, Ariana Grande's new album, Positions. Um, yeah. And a single of the same type dropped. And it's a very interesting uh, video. It's her as the president, and she's got like her cabinet, which is the homies around her. I'm not sure. I think I might have saw my homie Nisha who co-wrote the song. Um, it's a good song. I mean, she's got the best songwriters and producers around her. So she's, yeah, she's nice. Yeah, it was, it was some good, good vibe. So I'm looking forward to it. Uh, features from Doja Cat, The Weeknd, uh, Ty Dolla Sign. Um, yeah, I'll be checking in. Uh, also, we got B.O.B. is still here. He just won't go away. Um, he's got murder and mercy. Um, I mean, it's weird because it's just like, yo, you know, it's like, who are you talking to now? Like, who's your audience? You know, like, has he checked back in with his original fans? Oh, no, he left. He, he left us on the first album. Right. So I'm just like, no, I'm he came back and got us a couple times. He came back and gave us a couple joints. I just, you know, I just... Like, where's the outreach? Now, I, it, it's not even necessarily with the music, but just like, I don't even know where to find them. It's just like a, a song drops here, a song dropped there. Oh, I got an album. But I literally don't hear anything He's on you know, culturally. Yeah, is he? Oh, well, maybe that's why. Because I don't really be there. Uh, the promo for the project that was released on October 21st has 4,965 views on it, so. Damn, let's come on, man. Not where he is either. How far he's fallen. I mean, yeah, yeah. All the stuff that's music isn't, you know, I'm seeing like 9,000, I think is the highest one. That's so sad. But I think like these are all concept projects. So like when you look at the flyers and stuff, it looks like, you know, like movie, um, like movie trait, like old school movie posters. Like sixty posters. It's just it's weird. It just don't. I don't know what he's doing. I don't know. Yeah. I'm, I'm not gonna be that invested. And of course, we got busting rounds with extinction level event to the wrath of God. The first uh, ever sequel project that Buster Rounds has ever done. Twenty two tracks years after the first joint came out. 
What? Okay, so you saw the track list. What feature most excites you? Hold on, I actually haven't seen the track list. Oh, really? There and then. Wow. Well, go ahead and pull that up. I am. Um. Um. Y'all youngsters need to go back before you listen to this album and listen to Extinction Level Event. Which was, you know, Buster's like, that That really is the album that kind of took him to the next level. Um, I'm excited about this ODB joint. Um, I'm excited about Kendrick. And I'm excited about Rick Ross. I'm not excited curious about, about Q-Tip. That's why I say you're not excited about Bell Bibbs vote? Excited? No. I kind of okay. already... I kind of already. I, I mean, with the title out of my mind, I kind of already hear what I think it sounds like. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm excited about Rhapsody. I think Rhapsody and and, and uh, Buster together sounds very interesting. I'm definitely excited about that Rick Ross. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I like this. I like this feature list. That one. I mean, the Mary J joint sounds like it's it might be a good, you know, tune. Um, I, I like this. I like this track list. So yeah, neither of us are fans of like super long albums, but I really don't feel like there's any, like, I feel like I'll be fine with this 22. I don't feel like it's going to feel like 22 songs. Oh, you got something more on this one? Nah, yeah, I was just going to say Buster Rhymes is, you know, came out to show y'all that he is back in fighting form ready to take on the world with this project. So I'm here for it. I'm Absolutely. Excited. I mean, Buster, Buster is one of the personalities. Like nobody ever expected Buster Rhymes to fall off. Right. Because his personality is just too big. He's, he's, he's shown you that he, he can fit into too many places yep. for you to think that he wouldn't fit now. Yeah, exactly. Um, and, and, you know, like he's out of his own mouth specifically said that like he is coming back to be a competitive player in this current space like he don't want no og respect just on the strength like he really wants to stand shoulder to shoulder and neck and neck with everybody that's out right now and you know be considered in the same type conversations right and what's dope is he's been out here you know you've seen him in the studio you've seen him working with people you've seen like the the, the passion like outwardly like okay bus is back out here in, in these streets mm-hmm. in these music streets in these studios you know building with people and making that good music. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely uh, excited for this one. Um, but yeah, is this common, common? Yeah. A beautiful revolution part. I can't imagine anybody else would try to come out with a, with the name common. You never know these people. You know, they got people named like Lil Darky and stuff. I can't well, imagine yeah. that Black Thought or Lady Kravitz would agree to have anything to do with <laughs> Well, once you see once you see the playlist, you're like, oh, okay, right. cool. Featuring PJ, three tracks featuring PJ. That's four, actually. Who is PJ? Like Morton? Uh, P- no, PJ is an R&B singer. Um, I believe she's from the Carolinas, and she signed to Atlantic, or she was at the last time I checked. I think I know Super you know. dope, super underrated. She's like a record away. Um, that's interesting on this project, huh? That that's interesting. I just yeah. Oh, you didn't hear what track. I said. No, no, no. Okay. Yeah. I said that one record that she's away. It's not gonna be on this project. 
Oh, no, definitely not. <laughs> um, no, it's not on here. Sorry, guys. Um, do you, are, are you familiar? Like JoJo, I feel like JoJo just gave us something, and JoJo's back again. December Baby, um, Eric Bellinger. That's hot because it's, it's it's a Christmas project, but she didn't call it a Christmas project. She called it December. Oh, baby. that's some hood ass shit. Because now when you think about it, it's like, oh right, Jesus, got it. Cool. December Baby, nice. Noel. Oh yeah, it is. Look at this track list. Christmas album. Okay, she got PJ Morton. Yes, I saw that. <laughs> I saw that. And uh, I like Jacob Collier. Yeah. Tori Kelly is also putting out a Christmas album, and you talk about like put her over there. Of course, there, she like, is. You had um, you had Bob in. But she, you know, she's putting the Christmas album out. Um, Megan Train is putting out another one. Hold up, Megan Train is putting out another one. Megan, a very trainer Christmas. So she's it's doing that. Right? They got to give you the Christmas albums November first, so that they're stuck in your head and you can play them. But, but you know why? For for those out there listening, the reason why people do Christmas albums is because they well, for one, they're in season. But for two, they use songs that are generally in the public domain. So you can get away with using these records that everybody knows and not have to pay for them. Mm-hmm. So it's an easy bag. That's why the biggest artists do them. Mariah Carey every year. You know, all the country uh, singers, versions. And Justin John Bieber Legend dropped the Christmas and, album a couple years ago. That shit was fine. Man, listen. It was like this whole sexy R&B Christmas. By Justin Bieber of all people. Oh, this week is oh, I'm I'm gonna be up late. It's a lot happening. Omarion, the connection. Yes. So Omarion just dropped a new single from his new album, The Connection, featuring Wale. Mutual. Um, the last one I heard with the video, it was fire. Yeah, that was uh involved, I think. Uh, he's got Busy Signal on here too. Busy Signal is Busy Signal is the official like Jamaican in America du jour. Like it was uh, Assassin for a minute. <laughs> then he had to change his name to Asian Sasko, and I don't think that worked out for him. Vibes Cartel, like I cannot wait till the day Vibes, Vibes Cartel releases like a deathbed memoir and explains to us exactly. What we got all this music out. needs to go through to get to this studio? Because I don't give a fuck, bro. There's no way he is. He has to be the only artist in history whose career blew up while he was in prison. Amarion has a song with Ghostface Killer. If it sounds anything like Tiana Taylor's song, I'm here for it. Okay. I just okay. needed to have that vibe to like really. I, I feel it well. Amarion makes good music. He does. He's a really good Definitely. artist. You could tell, you could tell, you could tell like professional artists, like, yeah. you know, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so you were saying Eric Bellinger got a joint and who else? I saw Queen Nigel is dropping. Queen Nigel is dropping. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And Sam Smith. And Sam Smith is back. Sam Smith is dropping. That's, that's a big deal. And Trippy Red is actually dropping and dropping a Target exclusive. I didn't see nobody do a Target exclusive in I don't know how long. So, um, be, uh, who did a Target exclusive? Well, she 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 did. Yeah, she definitely did. I believe she did. I know. Um, what's the the group? Um, the the Korean boy group. They did a Target exclusive. Uh, BTS. 
BTS, yeah. BTS did the Target exclusive. Now they now they're the Korean boy group. Six I just months ago, you was buying every version of the booklet. Oh, I, I still I do I still do, but it's my daughter's <laughs> thing. It's not mine. I'm more of a black I'm pink fan. Stands ain't loyal. I'm more I'm more of a black I'm on black pink now. So who is this new group that I heard about the other day? Is it a is it a boy group? Guys, yeah. I don't know. We're gonna have to check that out because I just found a, I just found a Korean music plug on 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 that on that app. So I might have to get something over there. The app wasn't what was banned; it was the bag. You can talk oh, about the app. Uh, the app yeah, we're I, talking I, about is Clubhouse, which I will clearly never join because <laughs> it's already got. Let me tell you exactly why. There are currently just enough niggas on there for y'all to be really obnoxious about it. <laughs> um. <laughs> And like you mentioned to me that it's still like a first generation situation. So it's still going to be kind of cool, even though like the niggas that was on here, you know, the during October 2020 are going to forever be like, man, I can't. I, I remember the early days. I remember when <laughs> it was bagging bitches on Clubhouse um, already. That's already going to happen. Um, I don't know which will come first, my iPad or their Android app. Either way, you've let me know already that once they open it up to the peasants over in Android land, it's going to be a wrap. I don't even want to fuck with y'all no more. Y'all have it. Enjoy. So, so I just, I just want to say one thing. Um, I think the way the app is set up, even then, it's going to still be dope. Um, because it's a moderated situation. Plus... Like Bounce Gang, we just applied for a club. So we have our own club. It's called Bounce House. We can curate events under our, our Bounce House. God damn it. Can, Y'all in this damn Bounce House. <laughs> we can do private rooms. You know what I'm saying? So we got private discussions. We could bring in, you know, people to speak or whatever. Um, a lot of those rooms are, you know, it's those. It's just like any any event we've ever gone to, right? Let's say we're at a festival, right? And let's say we're picking what we want to go to. Right. And we run into all these industry people and it's like, okay, hey, what's up? Shake a hand, keep it moving. And we're going to that one thing that we really want to go to. We're going to the thing where, you know, our homies are. And that's how Clubhouse is. Like I dip in the Clubhouse and go do the thing that I want to do. I might like peek my head in the room with Meek and them and see what they talking about real quick or what 21 is talking about or whatever. I might go in a room and, you know, welcome Cardo to the to the app or whatever and jump on stage real quick and say what's up to everybody. And then I'm going to go do the thing that I do with the homies that I hang out with. You know I what I'm saying? So, yeah. Why does, why do I know so much about an app that I don't even have access to? Like, how do I know so because, many? Because you happening? should be on the, because it's it's literally everything we've been doing for the last decade plus. Time. No, no, no. That's not what I, I mean. That's not what I mean. What I mean what is, mean? how am I not there? And so privy to what the fuck is happening. But that's what I'm saying. I'm saying because everyone we know is on it. Like literally everybody we've. Let me rephrase everyone... Is there not an app within Clubhouse that would allow y'all to chit chat about it? Do y'all have to come to Twitter to talk to us about what's happening on Clubhouse? So yes, I'm going to tell you why. So when Clubhouse first came out, you can only connect it to Twitter. So because there's no internal conversation, if I'm talking to somebody, I have to tap their app. It's literally connected to Twitter. Gotcha. Okay. So that's well, why at first they just they just connected to IG, but all the conversations go directly to Twitter. And it's weird because I'll be looking at my timeline like as soon as something happens on Clubhouse, because we played Black Jeopardy. 
We played Black Jeopardy yesterday, and God bless the hearts of one of the girls who did not know that Mariah Carey was Black and, and answered the question of who is a white woman whose vocals would lead people to ask them if, you know, if they have any Black in them. And she said Mariah Carey, and we all laughed and looked and said, how in the hell did you not know her dad is a whole Black man with a taper fade? Or he was. Uh, rest in peace. But uh, that was funny. And we yeah, because- went to... And then five seconds later, everybody was on Twitter passing the joke around. So. Because as uh, you know, as somebody pointed out recently, the babies that were made to 112's debut album are now 23 years old. So the babies that were made to Mariah's album can rent a car without without <laughs> a <post-up>. <laughs> right. What, exactly. Oh, 25 okay. and up. Facts. Um, let's run through some of these singles real quick before we wrap it up for today. Uh, did we talk about this Ariana Grande single? You talked about the visual, but we didn't yeah, we talk talked about it. we talked about it a little bit. No, it, it's you know, it's, it's about. Um, I enjoyed it very much. Yeah. I enjoyed it very much, and I kind of chuckled at it because it made me think about the fact that um uh Cardi B in her rant about you know y'all leaving her alone and do what she chooses to do with her baby father. Um like used Ariana Grande as some kind of like symbol of chastity. And, you know what I'm saying? She was like, I don't know why these people tell me what to do. Like, I'm Ariana Grande or something. And I'm like, Wow. Ariana Grande said she about to get, she about to switch up positions for y'all in the kitchen, mm-hmm. in the bedroom. Every once in a while, Ariana be trying to be grown. A lot. She is grown. I know, but she be trying to be grown. She still, she still saying the cat to me. <laughs> And it does not hurt. It does not help her at all that on Sam and Cat she did that little voice the whole time. Mm-hmm. So everything she does, I still see Sam and Cat. She is, but she's still Sam and Cat to me. That's so funny. <laughs> That's so funny. Uh, who produced that joint? Do you know? Oh, um, I believe it was a uh, TV hit. So Tommy, Tommy Brown. Tommy Brown. His name is TV hit. And yeah, like, that's uh, from Social House. That's like one of her lead producers. And London on the track as well. That's uh, TB Hits, Mr. Franks, and London on the track. Yeah, but T, uh, TB Hits is Tommy Brown. That's one. That's her main producer. Okay. I think uh, they were actually theater. dating. Huh? I think they were actually dating for a second. Oh. Uh, let's stay in this little R&B lane real quick. Her came right back with a new joint called Hold On. That was definitely not what I thought it was going to be based on the title of the song. It's very ballady. I enjoyed it. And you know that, um, you know. You're warming up to her, aren't you? No, I never had an issue with her, per se. I, I didn't say you did, but I, you yeah. know, I just know. You know I, just never, I just never felt compelled to go seek out her music. I think that's really what it was. Right. It was like one of those things, like if it came on, I wouldn't skip it. But I wouldn't just sit there and be like, let me go see what this girl. Oh, she's fire. Let me go see what the rest of her stuff sound like. Like she, I never she crushed anymore. it. She crushed it on, on uh, Saturday Night Live. I heard. Day. I heard. Yeah. Uh, this joint was produced by Bordeaux and non-native. And um, very, very sultry and sexy. Um, you know, I feel like this generation of chicks make much better songs about toxic love than my generation. My generation was always crying about a nigga. Mm-hmm. <laughs> girls are not doing that. Yeah, so St. John just dropped a new joint called Sucks to Be You. 
I don't know why every time I see St. John, what I end up hearing is not what I expected to hear, but I can't tell you what it was that I expected to hear. It just don't be that. <laughs> does that make sense? It does. Like it the song does. come on and I'll be like, oh, oh no, this goes. Like this is definitely not what I thought was gonna happen. <laughs> At all. Produced by Fallen. Sucks to be you. Um, Sucks to be you. So, <laughs> because Sis is an asshole sometimes and he wants to be Sis, puts a song in here called Jermaine Dupree and a whole bunch of niggas. The song is called Change. Jermaine Dupree and a whole bunch of niggas. Um, and it really and is a whole bunch of niggas. So, it's Kirk Franklin, Jack Ross, uh, Keegan Bryant, Anthony Hamilton, Big Rube, Smokey Norfolk, P.J. Morton, uh, Rotimi, Wanye Morris, Common, Neo, the Detroit Youth Choir, Jonta Austin, and a <laughs> Angel, and Eric Bellinger. So, Dupree and a whole bunch of niggas. I knew Big Rube's voice. I knew Common's voice. I knew Kirk Franklin's voices. They're obviously doing spoken word at the beginning of the song. Right. Um, I knew J.D.'s voice. Right. I feel like I, I mean, heard Neo. Yeah. It's like one of them, what was that? You will know. Like like one of them, you know, songs yeah. where they, it's like a bunch of features, it's kind of a choir type vibe. Like the, the freedom um, joint from Panther. Yeah, yeah. I mean it's a good song. Don't get me wrong. I like the song. Yeah. I it was, it's just it's just literally called Jermaine Dupree and a bunch of niggas. Um <laughs> that is literally called Change, you guys. There you go. The hashtag is be a change. The only part that kind of that kind of took me back was that um wow, Jermaine Dupree's middle name is actually Dupree. That's funny. That's not what took me back. Um it was the fact that like the message is like, you know, you're the generation that's gonna change things and y'all have the power. And I just felt like if that was the message that we were trying to give, that it should feature artists that that generation knows. Yeah, let's um yeah, let's move on. <laughs> you ain't got nothing. Nah, you're right. That's it. Um, do you think do you think differently? No, I'm telling you, you're right. I guess let's, they got Rotimi on there. They know Rotimi. Maybe. I mean they know him, yeah. You know. Even if they know him as Nigerian Buzzer Scotch. But it's like Rotimi's the only Rotimi and Eric Bellinger are the only two young niggas on here. They know him as the snitch nigga from, from Power. I don't even know what his name was on Power. Andre. He was literally, yeah. That's what, that's what he's going to be It's a good lineup. It's a weird lineup for it to just be a random song that's not attached to something else. I mean, I guess the man was just grabbing whoever could sing that he knew, you know? You in Atlanta? Come to the studio now. Right. Uh... <laughs> And then our final R&B joint of this week comes from uh, Saweetie. I like this track. I love this fucking record. Saweetie dropped a new joint called Back to the Streets featuring Janae Aiko. Um, And like that whole vibe that these pretty thugged out Cali girls have is something I enjoy so much. Like the whole Janae Janae Aiko, Kalani, Saweetie Mm -hmm. energy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I enjoy greatly. Yeah, 
This was, was this um, Soe's first single that wasn't a remake of something? Or did well, that not recognize? I mean, it, it, it might be. Um, it's produced by uh, Timbaland and Dirtwork. Um, it might be. I haven't heard a lot. Most of the songs I heard from her have been remaked. Yeah, everything was. Um, yeah. Actually, you know what? Considering the amount of names that I see on here, <laughs> clearly there was some kind of sample involved. Damn it, um, it might be because, yeah. Uh, like it's it looks like. No, it's definitely like it was a sample, but it looks like it was a, you know, just like a... A oh, standard sample as opposed to a remake. Right. Like this one, this dude's name is written, everything's in Portuguese, actually. Huh. MTK. Okay. So. All right. On the rap side of things, um, Goody Mob would like for you to know that they have an album coming out, and so they released a single. I would not... Go listen to that single. Excited about the album. Ugh. Go back and listen to you know. So food just turned twenty. I feel like it's more than twenty five. It has to be older than that. It's definitely older than twenty five. But so food. Oh shit. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's twenty five. Damn old. So food just turned twenty five. You can go listen to that. Uh, you can go listen to you know a host of amazing things that Goody Mob has given us in anticipation of this new project called Survival Kid that comes out, I think, on the 13th. Mm. Um, we already talked about this Jeezy joint, which, you know, I really just really want y'all to go listen to again. But if you're going to watch the video, you can totally skip the whole little scene that happens at the beginning. Because I don't even know why that was there. Um... And who do we have? David Banner. Also did a song with a whole bunch of niggas. Yep, Crip. Eric Bellinger. Eric Bellinger out here working, man. Working. Eric Bellinger's out here working. Uh, Candy. He is a married uh, T-Pain and Trombone Shorty. Yeah. And Candy. Yeah. It's very oh, interesting. Yeah. These uh, pandemic uh studio link ups that are happening. <laughs> All right. I think they just sending out tracks like send me back their vocals. <laughs> you think that's because I mean I feel like well no because yeah Eric is not here. He's the only one that ruins my uh my my theory here. Well, Yo, man. it's the last Friday in October already. Yeah happy Halloween uh to y'all they COVID free. Yeah they are they are and where are they going? Uh, we don't know yet. Well, my, my son, he's got a party with one of his school friends. So he'll be uh, doing that. One of his, uh, his homeboys. What's his name? Hunter? Hudson. Hudson. Yes, Hudson. Hudson. <laughs> now I feel like I'm going to create a character named Hudson Hunter. I moved to Atlanta so my son could have friends named Hunter. This is what you did. Hudson. Ask you who, who, who you is and who you do it for. That's yeah, what Hudson is, right is the homie. Yo, I got the chaperone for uh, for them at Stone Mountain. You know. That sounds fun. Yeah, it was cool. Um, uh, Vivian, Vivian Green wanted y'all to know that she's dropping an album next month. Mm. November looks light Vivian as Vivian Green. Boy, Vivian Green. Yeah. He's just like fine wine. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, uh, very, uh, October is very light. There's still rumors that this Two Chains album is going to come out. Uh, like I said, Goody Mob coming out. Um, Another Two Chains album? No, it still hasn't come out. The same one we've been talking about. So help me God that they said was going to come out last year, last week. Oh, wow. Yeah. Mm, okay. Didn't come out. Oh, that's right. We just, we've literally just heard singles on it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it looks All like right. other than that, Taylor Parks, Juicy J, Miley Cyrus. Get, get yours, Taylor. Taylor's another um, writer for um, Ariana Grande. Ariana. Super talented. Um, I want to shout out Will Kell, who dropped the project this week. I had no idea who Will Kell was until we went to um, this big boy show and the bus stop that is across from Centennial Park, uh, like one block up from the Ferris wheel, is decorated with like trellises and flowers and all kinds of shit. And it was a locale um activation type situation that's dope. never heard his name before that but you know that's what good marketing will do for you because i saw that that is and i was like you know i gotta go see who this kid is and then because you know the way that shit works also immediately like i had never seen his name before now i've seen it all over the place but i even have to look so i'll tell you the best thing i heard this week are you familiar with the artist formerly known as asia bryant yes her name is Asian. Yes, and um, Gucci frames. I believe that um, would be That is, and you know, the thing I love about Asia Asian, mm. her fucking vocals. Yes, and she is sliding, sliding, sliding on this shit. Like, I mean, it's it's just it's it's a performance, and it's it's a bop too. And I just want. <clears throat> I want her to win so much Me too. <clears throat> because she's so dope. Like, yeah. I just don't know. I don't know what her label's doing. They, this joint, they, I mean, this joint. Like, was, since Chinky Brown, how to sing, how to sell, how to sell an openly out lesbian. So here's the thing. R&B right? singer. I, I, I get that. And that's, you know, Shot Love Train and Love Train 2, right? Were amazing bodies of work. You know, shout to Cardiac, he produced them. Mm-hmm. Um, and they do tackle her being lesbian, right? It's not like overly, I mean, it's really you know, not. It's just, it's no different than if I just natural. listen to a love song by a guy who's singing about a girl. And Absolutely. you can miss it's it. natural. You totally miss it. She's talking about women. I feel like they're they're flinching on it. You know what I'm saying? I feel like it's something internal, right? Um, so now she's, I, I think she's at Motown because yeah, Sean Barron's at Motown, that's her a and get, get this record, the radio, this record is so good. It is so good. And that's, that's just Teddy the best Gucci thing. It's called Gucci Frames. It's produced by Grandmaster Vic. No, it's featuring Grandmaster Vic. It's produced by uh, Business Boy, Terrence Williams and Ross James. Um, and it's the best thing I heard this week. I love her. Far. I absolutely, absolutely love her. She's one of my favorite uh, discoveries from last year. And I'm mad because the record's been out for two months. Really? Yeah. 
And I just found it. And I was just like, yo, this shit is nuts. <clears throat> Absolutely nuts. Like this is the song, like I'll like somebody should put this in. This has to be a sync at least. Like, and I just like, I don't know. Like, she's a dope person. She's got a great personality. She's you know, really cool on social media. You know, we got a lot of mutual cool friends. Person. Right. Yeah, I was gonna say we got a lot of mutual friends, a lot of people, you know. And like I've seen her, like she went on a a promo run for that second project that she did with Cardiac. Mm -hmm. And the energy that I got from her in an intimate setting at the gathering spot with a mostly industry crowd is the same energy I saw her showing in like her photos and videos that she took with fans on the road in other cities. Like she's just Mm -hmm. very, I think because she came in the way that she did, like she's very, very level-headed and she's not pressed. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know that could also maybe be a negative you know what i mean like that could also because yeah, she because she's too cool right you know i guess for the industry because she definitely don't have industry vibes right she don't get those off at all and like you know it, it, it's crazy but i just need you know and it, it's weird because pj was also on the sean baron and i appreciate him giving these you know these ladies the opportunities but i just need them to stick the landing right because this, this is she's a she's a top tier talent her her vocal nobody mean, is out there with this that child voice. this child is saying like i mean literally when you hear how she slides on this joint and it, it's an up-tempo track but she's doing things with her voice in the, on the hook and i'm just like yo get out of here and what she do so what she do? I'm going to make another, uh, or I'm going to update my Bofum playlist this weekend. I missed today would have been the third Wednesday of the or the shit, fourth Wednesday of the month. I just want to get one up before um, before November, so I got to get it up before Saturday. Um, with just some more dope ass female rap things, and um, then I think next month I'm going to bring out this uh, this Atlanta playlist. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Because I, Ty St. Louis, a journalist based in Atlanta, was curating playlists before you niggas knew to call it that, and podcasting before you niggas knew to call it that. I just really wanted to say that because um, it's come to my attention recently of late that niggas don't know who the fuck I be. And to well, quote, you gotta, you gotta get on Clubhouse. We got a room called Pop Your Shit. Listen, does somebody give me a fucking eye eye device or figure out a way to jailbreak? You know this app on my Android phone. Be careful because they got a fake app. They got a fake Clubhouse on Android. I'm sure they do, and it's gonna be so popping by a bunch of people that do not realize they're not on the real thing. <laughs> They're going to be like, where's the, where's the room with 21 Savage? Like, remember when they used to have that? What was that website where it was like something that Ning? You remember Ning? Yes, I do remember Ning. And yes, how niggas I was hype beasting over Ning, but didn't know how to all, all the, so that it didn't show that they were on Ning. And it, right. They had the, they had the dot Ning dot, dot com address. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, this is the Chopping Block podcast, which is just some real cool shit about two motherfuckers with strong opinions and a love for music. Mm-hmm. Uh, it used to be something else, but you know, shouts to our forever sponsor, freemusiccredits.com. And uh, shouts to our forever sponsor, Gangaroo Records. Hey, $10 unlimited music distribution. Get on that. Yeah. I think you should give a fuck about your success. 
Um, as always, he is at uh, Scissor215 on these internet streets. And you can find her at St. Boogie. That's me. And the show is at the Chop Block Pod on Twitter, at Chop Block Pod on Instagram, the Chop Block Pod on both, face, both Facebook and Twitch. And this will forever remain a Birkin Free space for you. And I'm having FOMO, so I'm going to go get on Clubhouse. Oh, my God. <laughs>